and the thing is, with spiritual seeking, you can, there's no interventions. Yeah. I mean, no one's going <laughs> to run into this meeting and say, hey, you, you've been at 30 of these the last three months. Out. You know what I mean? And give me all your books and uh, your DVDs. Take them out of the car. Your incense, you know. Just surrender them willingly, and things will go better. And it's not like a 28-day program you can go, which would be, its basic program every day would be go to like Kmart every day or Walmart, you know what I mean? The most mundane things, like buy household products. <laughs> then you'd really see the real selfie. Well, there's no real selfie. That's what you'd see. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, people just don't like you're at a meeting. They don't. Someone doesn't say, "I think you're having too much." You know, it's not like drinking and using. It's hard to recognize. You know, I think you've been here quite a while. I think you know. There's no like two o'clock closing hour. <laughs> it's tricky, man. It's tricky. So. Uh, and the dilemma with a lot of it is, is the presentation is about what you are, yeah? Like this infinite, all illuminated space, yeah? Now, your experience or the seeming condition you're in now isn't really representing that, yeah? So you don't have a sense-felt feeling of it, so it gets replaced with knowing, conceptually. The mind says, okay, I'm going to fill this big gap between what you're hearing and where you're at, and I'm going to build like a conceptual bridge to an imaginary idea of what that would mean to you as this if that happened to you, yeah? I'd have a great advantage here. No one could bother me anymore. I'd be quite detached. What, you know what I mean? So there's like this conceptual bridge to reach to that place you're not seemingly in. And so now you have this whole idea about it, and while you're attempting to move towards it or seek it or achieve it, the idea and idea just gets bigger and bigger, really. It gets more solid. So the difficulty of it is, is really that has to go, all those ideas. Like in recovery, we say you've got to let go of all your old ideas or the result will be new, nil. Well, in a sense, that's true. Because if the ideas aren't a true representative of that place, which they can't be, yeah? You're going to take that as a substitute to that place, and therefore, it's going to become a place you think you can get to. Yeah? Because it's in the mental realm. It's like an oasis. Yeah? If you arrive there, it doesn't have any water, but when you leave, you'll still see it. It's not like a mirage. It's like an oasis. It'll keep appearing to you, yeah? conceptually. Now, the way we're, do we're, not, we're not doing anything... See, I heard that. I got that yeah? from watching my own uh, failings and all that stuff, yeah? I call it like the, the lion-sheep syndrome, where you hear the message that you're a lion, but the tricky thing is what's hearing the message? It's not the message, but what's hearing the message? Because what's hearing the message is a preconceived idea that you're a sheep, then the message gets translated into I can become like a lion. That's different, much different, yeah? It doesn't, it doesn't question the sheephood. It just says, from the sheephood, I'm going to, every step of the way, to get towards being like a lion, there'll be sheep, more sheep, more sheep, more sheep, more sheep, more sheep, more sheep. So the whole point is you're moving seemingly away from sheephood, but you're moving towards lionhood as just sheep. Yeah. It's not going to work. By the time, you know, first of all, you can never arrive. You're never going to become like a lion. Maybe you'll become like a lion to other sheep, but if a real lion meets you, it's going to be, you're going to be seen to be what? A sheep, you know what I mean? You'll be a meal. <laughs> Your roar is got like, sounds like a ba, you know what I mean? <laughs> so, this idea is the question, the sheep, you know, is there a mental reference point that has taken, taken the place of what I am. And everything that ha is happening is seen as it's happening to me as this reference point. And in this system, I can't get out of the system as a product of the system. Yeah? Like a, a great Hawaiian, uh, Zen master, Hawaiian Po, and then a great book called Alcoholics Anonymous says, self can't get out of self. 
And the Hoang Po would say, you can't use the Buddha to find the Buddha. You can't use mind to find mind. And in a way, you can't use light to find light. Yeah? So you can't use the product of the system to get out of the system. All the ideas of getting out of the system will be in the system. Yeah? Because you're, you're like the mobile reference point of the system. It's not like I'm going to leave you know, 250 W Avenue and then I'm going to go to 280 W Avenue. You, you're the moving location. Yeah? You're the, you're the, you're, you represent the defense post of the system. That fence post, you may think you're perching on it and looking into the system, but that is still in the system. Yeah? So this is a dilemma a lot of people, a lot of teachers, and a lot of inviters over the, over the ages have uh, offered a very simple solution to it. Like, you can't use mind to seek mind. Yeah? Okay. You can't use activity to find stillness. That would be activity. And there's no exemptions. It's not like a little footnote and say, well, if you've purified yourself enough, that doesn't apply. It doesn't say any of that. It's a very simple statement. You're going to run up against this, yeah? And you're not going to be able to make it budge. You have to relent and submit to that understanding instead of trying to morph it into your understanding, yeah? You have to admit surrender to the understanding or like it's not my way or your way, it's the way. Yeah, it's not like if you practice the, it doesn't. If you practice my way, my way is going to lead to the way. No, it says following the way. Yeah, which means you have to do what? Maybe look at how you're following the seeming the way as my way, and every time you meet the way, it becomes my way. Yeah, because that's the only way you can understand it. You can't understand it on its terms. Yeah, you're understanding everything on on the mental terms of the system that's navigating your life and our life, which is called self-centeredness, yeah? So everything is going to have to look at or seem to be in the light of how does it appear to me? How does it pertain to me? That's a distortion in and of itself. And then it just geometrically progresses in time. That's what it does. So you're not going to correct it at the 50th point. You correct it before it seems to start, yeah? You can't, okay... I've taken 80 steps, and now I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take 5,000 steps and then change the direction. No, the first step was the direction center, yeah? If you, more steps aren't going to uh, take care of that mistake. They're going to add on to the mistake, yes? So where's the correction? The correction is where it never happened, before it happened, yeah? And from that point of view, before this seemed to happen, one of the qualities you get is that it didn't happen. It seems to happen. Yeah? Which means seem is a very important word. It means it appears to be true or false to us. So you get to see your big role in it. Because if something seems so, it's because you're the so that's allowing it to seem so. You're it. Yeah? You're lending your reality to that and now that seems to be real. Yeah? So here... The solution is before the problem. And from the solution's point of view, the problem isn't real. It can only reach a level of seemingly so. Yeah? And it needs someone or no one to seemingly so too, which is you and I. That's our role. It's not... It's, why does it seemingly so too? Yeah? If something isn't so, and then it seems to be so, it must be seemingly so to what so? How could it... Where could it... Get the, how could it get the feeling of being so unless it was unless it was lent by what is so? Where is it going to get it? Is it going to go to some other false evidence? Hey, you got some reality in there? No, they're all limited by the basic fact that they're not true. Yeah. How are they going to conjure? Even if they get 80, 80 of them together, it's not going to produce trueness. It may produce like it seems to be so. But who or what does it seem to be so too? That's the key. That's that's prior to all other shenanigans that have occurred. Yeah. And if you if you when you're identified in the sense of self, you believe you're at like square eight of this whole ball game, and that you're being opposed upon in the slings and arrows of life and stuff like that. Yet. And from there, you can't ever entertain that zero point is what you are because you're going to entertain it as what you're not, yeah? You're going to be limited 
to the identification as being at square eight. And so even if you think about square zero, it will be something other than you. If you attempt to get to square zero, you're going to be the reality moving to that square zero. Yeah. But what happens is if I'm not that which is at square eight, where do I find myself? At square zero. If I'm not that which is at square 24, where do I find myself? At square zero. If I'm not that which is at seemingly at square 85, where do I find myself? Square zero. You got to get it sooner or later. All there is is square zero. You know, everything else is seemingly so. How could something be an earth-shattering event on Wednesday and then it isn't on Thursday? It must have been lent that quality of earth-shattering by what could shatter the earth. Yeah, but where else is it going to get it? So the movie isn't really good. We're the audience that's making it seem so freaking real. We're the only reality there is. There's no reality in the movie. The reality is in the audience, lending its reality to that. Yeah. The Course in Miracles describes it perfectly. It says, you and I are the dreamer, and I have to use the verb. You and I are the dreaming of the dream. Voila. We forget that we're the dreamer, the dreaming of the dream. And by forgetting it, we give everything we've dreamt the power to affect us. Where else is it getting the power to affect us? If you follow this, the conceptual framework of Buddhism, which is everything is inherently empty, how can what, what is empty produce an effect? Yeah. It doesn't have any quality to produce an effect from. It's empty. There is no inherent reality to it. So where is it being lent the reality to make it seem so? Us. It's not coming from some other place. Yeah. I mean, see the demonstration of it in your own day. Your own day, you know, one day this is a problem. The next day you're feeling good, it's not a problem. The next day you're feeling bad, it's a problem. What is it? Is it a problem or isn't it a problem? It's neither. It's given a meaning by what is real. Us. doesn't mean nothing the dreaming is going to stop it's going to continue to stop but what will occur is like if if the aperture which is this is a closed aperture called self-centeredness yeah it's like here's all there is all this space and yet it seems to get into this like little fulcrum of here and now we believe where this is what we can see <laughs> when we're all the seeing there is but now this is what we can see <laughs> so this is so here you go here's what you can see you start entertaining other possibilities and when it opens up the aperture it just doesn't go like this it goes like this and then what was taking itself to be behind the camera is now seen to be in front of the camera <laughs> the gig is up at that point yeah <laughs> You may forget, but you'll have a few more samples. And so, so at a certain point, there'll be a, just a conviction of what's so. Yeah? So here it is. You start entertaining the possibility. Hey, maybe life is just happening, not happening to me. Yeah? Maybe these aren't my thoughts. Maybe I'm not the thinker. So here you go. Now it goes like this. Boom, 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 boom. And then, ooh, I didn't know. I'm not, I wasn't in for this. <laughs> I didn't sign up. I like this, but I don't like this. No, I don't like this. I want it to stop here. This way I can quantify it as an experience. Yeah, It'll be mine. I can make it something. And I'll garner another identity out of being spiritual. Yeah, But when it gets to this, <laughs> like Ramana Maharshi said, your head is now in the tiger's mouth. It's too late. <laughs> you can't go, oops. 
that seems to be the normal condition chills out and now the surface of your mind can reflect yeah? you can now reflect infinity and all that stuff which provokes a lot of peace contentment you know unbidden joy Milan Vital in that nice statement you feel like you're alive your, your fingers are on the pulse of living yes you're not attempting to become anymore. You see life more as an expression than as an achievement. You're not going to use the old formal process of I, I I'm going to do and have myself into another state of being, which all you can do is do and have yourself into another mental state. You can't enter a state of being because you can't depart from a state of being. <laughs> being is, in, is totally complete. It's not in a process doesn't need time, just processes need time. So it's in a timeless state, whatever you want to call it. And it's not attempting to have a culmination or a crescendo. It's already done. Now, it's, it's so doing and having to become is pointless. Yeah, Doing and having as an expression is what happens here. Yeah. You're an action figure, seemingly, running around. You're going to provoke actions. You're going to take an action probably going to provoke an action from someone else and there goes the dance. Who can say which is the source of it all or the, the first cause? Who cares? You see, like like in Buddhism, it's all like dependent origination. Everything is arising because everything's arising. Yeah. Blah, 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 blah. So, allows you to travel lighter. When? Today. Yeah. Because this becomes the primary uh, moment. This moment and all the moments that you call today. And then you have a mental partition that goes, all right, today's over, and now tomorrow starts. But it basically all gets blurred after a while. And then all those little single frames of days, months, hours gets blurred. And you see the, the movement of this experience, which is just a giant verb, you know. There's no noun to be found in it, just verbing, 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 verbing. And you can recognize it because you're moving with it. You're not taking yourself to be a noun, standing still, amidst the rush of the river, thinking this is me and that's the river, you're now in the river flowing with it and you then you really see what a river is, yeah? By being, doing the same, same, same. But the mind, the mental condition always wants to neuter the verb of life and make it into a noun, yeah? So it doesn't want to see life as happening, it wants to interpret it as life's happening to me, yeah? It wants to freeze dry and capture and hold on to old images of what never came to pass so those images affect what's passing right now. Yeah? So you live in interpretation, basically. It usually becomes very dry and then you're feeling uncomfortable, irritable, restless, discontent, and then you're basically apt to do anything to get some freaking relief. Yeah? It's like from people of my type with this condition, the mental condition of alcoholism, we tend to go for alcohol and drugs and stimulants and depressants. Want to feel differently than what we believe we're feeling now. Other people shop. Other people look at pornography. Other people travel. Other people work. Yeah, but there are all ways to attempt to get relief from a mental here, not what's really going on, but what we think is going on. Yeah, and it's very difficult, near impossible, to escape from an imaginary event. Can't get out of it because you're not in it. <laughs> I don't care how many things you use. I don't care if they're 5,000 years old, it ain't going to work. <laughs> if it's the newest thing or it's the oldest thing, it ain't going to work because you can't get out of an imaginary place. It's impossible. You're trying to get out of it is making the imaginary place seem real because you're the only reality there is. If you take something to be real, it will seem to be real. Yeah. If you stop taking it to be real, it will seem not to be real. That's how it works. One, produces a lot of heaviness. 
the other produces lightness. How do you want to go? You don't have no choice. You're here, seemingly, in this body. You might as well travel lighter. It doesn't have to be a giant dramatic event. You're not usually going to be found on a cliff with your long hair blowing and then the gale force and then the pelican stopping to look at you. Oh, he's surrendering. It's not usually like that. You just, you know, go to the store. Yeah? But when you go to the store, you're at the store. And when you're going to the store, you're going to the store. Yeah? Just like I was away. I don't miss San Francisco when I'm away. What's fun is, I really miss it when I get back, because then it's there to enjoy. See, perfectly appropriate. I come back, I go, please, I really miss this place, and it's a great time to really miss it when you're in it. <laughs> it works like, it's beautiful. Yeah, it is beautiful, man. <laughs> and this, how could you come up, how could the selfing ever come, come up with this stuff? It can, it's severely limited by its, by its falsehood, yeah? It can't transcend what's making it. What could? If selfing is a product of a mental process, how is it ever going to transcend the mental process that's making it? It can only appear via the mental process, yeah? So there's got to be a remembrance of self to have a feeling of self, yeah? When you're doing something you really like, and and let's say surfing and stuff, when I'm in the water... There's no time or inclination to think about me when I was in the past in the water, nor worrying about will I be in the water in the future. The water is a big enough event, the ocean, it's very variable, it's got a lot of things going on. It tends to sort of locate me right in it, and therefore there's not a remembrance of self, and therefore there's no sense of self when I'm in there. Now, when you get out of the water, then the mind will say, did anyone see me catch that big wave? And now it's attempting to locate you as the surfer, yeah? And that becomes a story, and on and on and on and on. So it's always there, right after the moment, not at the moment, but right after the moment, offering you a special edition deal of you, yeah? <laughs> oh, man, you were so good today. Buy this, buy this, yeah? it's, and, it, and it's, it's a relentless salesperson. It will not, he'll come to the front door, the back door, the side door, the skylight, the cellar door. And if one, all it needs is to sense one little inclination to buy it. And then it fucking brings all the vacuums. Okay, here's the super duper edition. And man, once you buy it, then you have to have a rug to make sense of why did you buy the vacuum. Well, how, you know, it would look totally insane to have a vacuum. So now you have problems. I have a way to deal with problems, so I better have some problems. <laughs> so I can use this way to deal with them. That's what happens. You get addicted. Once you buy the one product, every month a new one comes, and you know, so on and so forth. So that's like we use this really weird example, but I like it a lot, which is let's say I had a big tumor in the side, you know, a big one. And I what I did is I didn't really think much about it, what to do about it. I just sort of adapted to it. Hey, this is part of me. So therefore, I got a lot of shirts tailored and leather jackets and everything like that. You know, and a nice car. It was like a nice armrest for when I'm driving and stuff. And I, I'm on the internet looking at other people with big tumors. And I go to a big tumor gathering, you know, and I meet some lady with a tumor. And we sort of rub tumors together. <laughs> very exciting. And so the tumor... It's part of my life now. So some guy comes into my house where I'm working or something and and says, hey, what's that freaking thing? Oh, no, it's just me. No, that's a tumor. You could have that removed. Now, you would think you'd be rushed right to that solution and and really embrace it, but you got a lot invested in that tumor. You got all those shirts and leather jackets and 20 years of practices and and all those books on your text. You're not going to rush to the... Because the mental condition sees that solution as a threat. It wants to have solutions, but from the problem. It doesn't want a solution to the problem. <laughs> that's, a much de- that's much more dangerous, yeah? Because, and especially this one, because it very difficult to, it's very difficult for it to make it into anything. You may try for a while, but you usually fail because it's just so nothing. It's hard to make it into something. And therefore, either you're going to lose a lot of interest in it and just say, fuck it, and go back to your old ways, or you're going to entertain it and allow the magic to occur. You know, to me, what lends that, what lends that push 
is probably grace. I have no idea. But that's what happens. Yeah? So now you entertain. Now you see that, oh, Jesus, everything comes out of nothing. Yeah? That's the gift that keeps on giving. Yeah? That's, that's where the real value is. It's sort of like here, there was an old guy who used to speak with this. You know, there's a, there's a picture, and it's a negative, right? The negative, you don't really see anything. You know what I mean? You have to put it into some chemicals, and then it produces an effect, and now it becomes the positive, or what we call the positive, and now you can see something, yeah? But it doesn't naturally occur. It has to go through a process. So really, what we are is nothingness, yeah? We are nothingness, and then it goes through this process of moving through the body, yeah? And through this body, this chemical reaction to it, it now, that negative of nothingness, appears to be a positive of things, yeah? And yet, we will see all these things, but we don't see that we're a thing, that this is a product of that chemical reaction. The chemical reaction hasn't happened to us. The feeling of being us is the product of the chemical reaction. When no thing moved through this apparatus, it it started to give meaning to things, name and form, and this was, let's say, the first name and the first form. And now we believe this is giving everything name and form. But this is also a name and form. But we want to be excluded. Yeah, it's sort of like we're all used here. And it, no matter how many people we hear or how few, everyone in this audience would not miss one beat of seeing me as a you. They would never think anything other than that. Yeah? Now with all that evidence, as this you, I say I beg to differ. This you is going to be crowned a very special me. Now, I can understand a lot about you, but you can't understand much about me. me. <laughs> because I'm special. No one thinks like I do. No one feels like I do. No one's done the heinous actions like I've done. <laughs> this is the crowning achievement of the self-centeredness. It crowns this you as me. Yeah? different than everyone else. This is the one me in the world. (laughs) It's like, this is the crown of the playing God of the (laughs) self-centeredness. When I was in this drug and alcohol program, my life was so severely out of order, I was almost like a rabid dog. I had to spend two years in a program, 24-7. And I, when I left, I had to admit that my life was better with them running it than it ever did with me running it, yeah? Because they were never confused. They saw me as a you, a junkie, downtrodden you. All the while they were telling what the you should do, I was conflicting and fighting it with, but it's me, yeah? It's me. I'm different. But no, they had the perfect freaking remedy because all they saw was this you, this junkie, the da-da-da-da. And you know what? Everything they, they set up for that you to thrive, that you thrived, yeah? Now, if I would have had those two years on my own, who knows what would have happened? Because I would have been taking every day as me, yeah? I wouldn't have seen the situation I was in. I wouldn't have seen my limitations. I wouldn't have seen a damn freaking thing. Yet I'd be busy looking as if I knew what was going on all freaking day, Yeah? This is the simple thing. This is like the difference between heaven and earth. Heaven and hell. I see hummingbirds just chasing each other. Awesome. They're having a pissing all day. I have a hummingbird feeder. And they're just flying around and they just fake fight with each other. And, they just, and they're totally consumed with hummingbirdness. Yeah. Awesome. We, you know, we're sitting there... Oh, alcoholism don't think they do yeah. people who need relief from alcoholism are reluctant to even go to a meeting if, so, if you had cancer and someone said hey there was a 12 step program which, which would ensure relief from the cancer if you just followed it there would be 8,000 people at that meeting but here's people who are dying from a disease and they're like oh I got better things to do today yes yes an hour no it's, it's just, I can't afford any of that very busy person. It's mind-boggling. 
It's my, and they talk as if they have a choice when there's no choice at all. If they do another drug or drink, they're screwed. Yeah? There's no exemption. I've seen it for 25 years. Yet, we speak as if we have a specialness. We're like the living exemption. We can't learn from other people's mistakes. We can't learn from our own mistakes. Why? Because the whole mind is masked and distorted by the me. Yeah. This isn't about, oh, I'm at square three. I've heard that there's this infinite, all-consuming love square called zero. I'm now going to, and I'm going to find a real tried-and-true method for 5,000 euros. I'm now going to make the spiritual trek from square three to square zero, being square three the whole time. And and then the, the only square zero you can ever arrive at is made up by square three because, you know what I mean? See, the true square zero negates the square three. And it doesn't take any time to negate it. It's instantaneous negation of the importance of square three. All you see is square three, square eight, square twelve, where seemingly so, only to the what's always so, which is square zero, you and I. How could something seem so real unless reality was lending it to it? How could it? Where is it going to conjure up the ability to seem real if it's not? How? It's always like in recovery that a false evidence appears real. What's the main important influence of that? To you. Or in physics, you know, the biggest influence of any, uh, any what you call test or whatever, is the observer of it. Yeah. That's what quantum physics is. If you see, if you want to see light as a particle, you'll see it as a particle. If you want to see it as a wave, you'll see it as a wave. <laughs> well, you're giving it all the meaning it has. Yeah. Lesson two of the Course in Miracles. You and I are giving everything all the meaning it has. So if something really seems real to you, and then the next day you're in good shape and it doesn't seem real to you, see where it's getting that sense of reality from. It's not coming from some, some like location in the Himalayas or something. It's coming right from where you are at that moment. Yeah. To me, this is very empowering. Sometimes spirituality, if it's conceptual, gets very passive and victimhood stuff. You know, I'm going to just tolerate this because I'm civilized and I'm spiritually, socially adept. I'm going to tolerate me not having it when you're fucking flipped out. You've gone to 800 meetings and it hasn't happened yet to you. You know what I mean? Because you're waiting to get it. You want to be included in your own experience of being absent. (laughs) You want to be present (laughs) at, at the revelation of your absence. <laughs> you don't see it. Seeing it, you're just—it may disarm you. It'll just leave you vulnerable, like your pants are pulled down, and then you just pull, don't pull them up. Yeah. Then you'll see the importance or the non-importance of pants. Yeah? You'll see it. You'll see when the conceptual framework, the house of cards, f- collapses. Yeah. And you don't start busily calling up construction, you know, contractors to rebuild it. You just sit with it. Then you see the holiness of the space wasn't what was in it, but the space itself. And that's what you and I are. We're like this, the sky. The mind is quite like that. It's this huge expanse of nothingness, yet it allows everything that can appear to appear and everything to disappear to disappear. Yeah. Yet none of what appears affects it, and none of what disappears affects it, yeah? There's nothing lacking in the sky if there's only four clouds in it, or this, you know, if they, and there was eight before. There's nothing lacking in the sky then, yes? This doesn't add on to the sky. This is all just happening in it, in the space, yeah? What cloud have you seen that just stopped for like 50 years, you know? The same fucking cloud, you know? That's what the head is like. The idea of being a self is like, you're peering into the, the expanse of mind, but your interest and attention goes to that one mental cloud because it's got a, like a happy face that looks like yours, so to speak. And so, and you don't realize, here you are, when you go to that cloud, your aperture closes, and now, all your eyes, you're fixated on the cloud, 
and you're taking it to be real because there's no sense of sky to leaven it, you know? There's no sense of sky to bring a little lightness to it. Now it's all cloud all the time. That's what the mental addiction is. It produces this little reference point and blows it up so it seems to be able to block the whole sky. Or let's say the sun. There is a solution. The solution is there is no inherent problem, to tell you the truth. And therefore, there's no need for a solution. It's only temporary. The solution only has value in time. Yeah? When the problem seems real, which is a product of time, then the solution may seem real. Once the mind engages with the solution, it's shown that the problem is unreal, there's no need for a solution. That's the solution. Yeah? It's totally economical. It's all about being as light as possible, not one little thing added. Yeah. And then, of course, here in this experience, things will be added and subtracted, added and subtracted. It's like the, the currents of time, you know, the tides of time wash up stuff on your shore, let's say money, girlfriend, family, then wash out, and then up again, more stuff, and then other stuff goes out, and it goes on and on and on and on, but there's no collecting any of it. It's just this, you know? It's just the activity of being here. Nothing's being added on to anything. Nothing's being actually subtracted from what you are. It's just appearing, then receding, then other appearing, and other receding, da 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 on and on and on and on and on and on, and on until this thing stops, you know? When your body comes to an end, this little show's over. Yeah. And then if it's truly over, you realize it never actually began. Never really happened. <laughs> so it's, the overness isn't crushing because it never happened. <laughs> That's what's a drag about when I do go on these talk things. I can't mine anything out of the talks. I can't make a memory out of it. Yeah, I can't say, oh, I was so high. It's just, it says nothing. It's all over, and it's as if it never happened. Yeah? Yet the state of mind that was expressing itself is there, always there, at all times. Yeah? But there's nothing you can really mine out of it. You can't be, build anything from it. No false edifice will be supported by the rocks of that space. Yeah? None. None. Better leave, just leave it empty. As soon as you think you're in a position, you're going to bound to fall. to go like we say uh, you know if you're not how can you be lost if you're not going anywhere yeah <laughs> it's a great statement how can you be lost if you're not going anywhere <laughs> I'm so afraid of getting lost well not if you're not going anywhere <laughs> see the mental the, the preposterousness of the mental assumptions, they're rooted on a falsehood. And then that becomes the Petri dish where they can grow other falsehoods, yeah? Only to reach the level of seemingly so. They can never be so. They can only seem to be so. Once the false, the, that's the, its floor. When the floor is removed, not much grows, yeah? It needs, like, fear activates character defects. What activates fear? Self-reliance. Reliance on a self that you're not. All right? What happens if you take this out, this Petri dish, the fear can't grow? If the fear can't grow, where are the character effects going to grow from? They can't. Where are the consequences going to arise out of? They won't. Different consequences will occur. Yeah? So the Petri dish, and they, the, in recovery, they bring it back to the reliance on self. Reliance on self in a simple statement. They, because a lot of peop, people think fear is the big activator. Yeah? Fear is the cause of everything. But in recovery, it's trippy. They, they don't say that. They say, why are you in so much fear today? And he goes, isn't it because self-reliance has failed us? So obviously, why did self-reliance fail us? It's a failed system. That's why. It's just like, a, oh, the snake bit me. Why did the snake bit, bite you? Because snakes bite. That's why. You may have a big story how the snake turned on you and you were so nice to it and it was really personal. But in fact, the snake bites because that's what snakes do. A failed system fails because that what that
that's what failed systems do. If the mind is relying on it, in a way it's going to fail. And in the failure, the self is going to manifest in a lot of ways and defeat you. That's what it does. So if you want to get relief from fear, the relief doesn't come from dealing with fear. It comes from dealing with reliance on self. And what's the highest form of reliance on self? Identification has. You can't get much higher than that. I mean, you can't be relying on something to a point where you forget that you relied on it and you take yourself to be it. That's a pretty extreme reliance. And that's what a lot of us are suffering under. There is an identification as being a long-lasting, independent, separate entity. Something in front of the camera that says it's behind the camera. And now, instead of witnessing what's going on here, it becomes the one who's conscious, the seer, the feeler, the thinker, the haver, the doer. And that becomes a huge burden. That responsibility is like putting two tons on a half-ton pickup. It's way too much. Especially for the body. To be called you, to be called me, it's an incredible weight on the body. The mind is just going to use it to represent and express all its fucking hate and guilt and everything like this. It will. I mean, my body is doing so much better when the mental hen got off the fucking egg, you know? When it was calling me this, it was going to be an urban renewal project the rest of my life. This has a lot of freaking faults and a lot of limitations, yeah? But when the hen just got up, the body's been thriving. It's like, hallelujah. Jeez, hallelujah. My intuition, yeah? I go to the right food now and everything like that with no fucking thought or effort. The body has its own little driving force, not a mental driving force, yeah? It's got its own intelligence, not a mentation, not a product of fucking false knowing, yeah? But able to have an intuition to know what food works for you, to know certain situations are good or not, yeah? This is what occurs. So then what happens? The traveling light stabilizes. And then you realize after living a while, that's all you ever really wanted was an ease and comfort in your own skin and in situations. We gave it names like enlightenment and nirvana and all this. But in fact, if you were satisfied, you'd probably lose interest in those conceptual ideas of nirvana and enlightenment. I'll tell you. I think they're just mental ideas to replace the real drive, which is just satisfaction or contentment. To be able to be content in the surroundings and the situations you find yourself. And be very flexible. Be able to go with things. More fluid not rigid. All these little qualities of expression are incredibly, uh, they just echo the aha. See you. Any questions today? You don't even have to come to a meeting anymore, Z. He just comes at the end. Yeah, he doesn't. He skips. This is all. He skips right to the fellowship. He just doesn't care about this. Coffee, yes. Talk, no. Conversation, yes. Talk, no. <laughs> he's got his. He's got his priorities correct. Yeah. Took years. He doesn't come for the warm-up today. He comes for the like the ninth inning. That's right. So you see, if you have no sense of something and you try to learn about it, you're going to get a lot of ideas about it. And those ideas are going to hinder your possibility of entertaining it. Yeah? But if you look the other way and see what you're not, what's, see, that, see the, the reinforcement, the productions, the inference, see how the m- biggest movement of selfing, which is a mental process, is the claim, and see how it is claimed consciousness as being the one who's conscious, how it's claimed the seeing as being the seer, how it's claimed the thought system as being the thinker of it, yes? The feeling, the feeling system as being the feeler of it. In that, in that false point that it's, it's living from, it can only live from there as an interpretation because it's not so, yeah? So everything has to be deadened. And that is the way it, it's deadened is through conceptualization. Everything gets conceived of, yeah, gets to be known, and then gets to be sort of neutered 
and nothing will surprise you. Yeah? So what happens? You see that. So then you see the thought system. How does the thought system present you as a body? When you're thought about, you're thought about as a body. Yeah? When you're thought about five years ago, there's no way in hell it's thinking about you as space. Because there would be no differentiation. There would be no contrast. Yeah? It, would be, it would realize all there is is space. No matter how far back in the past it went and pictured you as space, it would be exactly the same place it's picturing you from. <laughs> the same non-place. So it pictures us as a body, yeah? And then it thinks about us as that body. And because the body has been crowned to be you, your interest and attention is interested in that. So you follow the thoughts back to the past. And in that occupation with that thing that happened to you, or didn't, shouldn't have happened to you back then, you're remembered as that sense of self now. Yeah. And it uses the future thoughts about you and situations that could happen to you, yeah, and you're afraid of happening to you. It uses that. So the remembering isn't there in the future, it's now. This is the only thing that's going on. But by, by dwelling in the past, you get remembered now. By dwelling in the future, you get remembered now. That's why the thought system, that's its main grazing areas. It's not lolling around entertaining now. It's, it's chewing the cud of past and future and then shitting all over you in this moment. Yeah. Truly. See it. Yeah. When you see it, you'll see that all of it is assuming there's a you. So it, it puts you there before anything else occurred, or it's inferring that there's a you, or it's implying that there's you, or it's insinuating there's a you. That's all it can do. All it can do, all, do point. There is no moon. All it can do is point. The mind believes it and makes the leap itself into what's being pointed at, which is a total conceptual framework. Yes? A total dead piece of mentation. And then that mentation is living. And in the livingness, it gets irritable, restless, and discontent because it doesn't seem to be living. Yeah? Because it's saddled with this interpretation of being the one who's living. Yeah? And then, of course, people have got... Now they're freaking wanting relief from that bondage, but they're not getting it from the bondage of self. They're getting it for the self or as the self, which furthers the bondage to the idea of being a self. Many people have a noble drive to be free, but they're trying to be free as a self. That's why it's not working. If that same idea of freedom would be put to from it, it would produce, it would harvest a huge crop very quickly. Yeah? And you would see that you were traveling lighter in your daily life. Everything's been co-opted by the claiming of the selfing. Yeah? And it uses now, it uses the thought system to facilitate the bondage of self. It uses feelings through the bridge of I'm the feeler to facilitate the bondage to being the feeler. Yes, it uses everything that conscious contact is bringing up into the light. And it's claimed that, and it's using it to, to reinforce this idea of being whole. Ad nauseum. And you can see it. You can't see what you are, but you can definitely see what's implying what you're not. You'll see it. And if you see it, one time there'll be maybe a shift in the emphasis on being all that which is being seen into the seeing, and there you got a glimpse of your original face. You are the seeing of what's going on here. Yeah. And there's no escape from that fact. It's the true responsibility. All the responsibilities we have in life are just pale reflections from the true responsibility of being the giving of the meaning giver of this place. Yeah. I find it freeing. How did I find it? Day in and day out for years now. these problems that are called mine, as real as real can be, all day, making things real. 
Why would, can you imagine? If we know, it doesn't seem any effort, does it? Or thought to make things real. You just seem to be doing it all day, do you? You're not playing, I'm going to make things real today and unreal. No, that's what's going on. No thought or effort. It's not vigilance or anything. It's just happening all the time. So that's already going on. Let's just give it another possibility. Yeah. See what happens. See if it can break this constant drive to go this way and direct it that way. There's no that way, but you know what I mean. And so here, my ability to make something real is now turned to reality. You'll find out what happens when that downloads. It's like it's like hitting the jackpot of all jackpots. All your life you've been making things that are unreal real. Finally, you make what's real real. <laughs> when I was trying to make things unreal, I made them as real as real can be. All this shit I was trying to avoid, by trying to avoid it, they were as real as real can be. Now, I'm, I'm going to make use that ability, which is no effort, to make what's real real. And then what's going to happen? You'll find out if it's so or not. Yeah, in your own life. You'll be the living scripture. You'll be the authority of all authorities. Yeah. You'll know prior to knowing. You'll just have it in your gut. This is it. To me, it became the last answer. And one of the qualities of the last answer is there's no other answers. <laughs> You know what I mean? It, it, it just puts that to rest. And now you're just entertaining. Instead of making everything unreal seem real, you're now making real seem real. And you know what? It verifies that. Yeah. How does it verify it? It takes it, all that reality that was lent to all these things and this thing starts dispersing from that activity and goes back to what's real. Yeah. And now that same ability to make things real is resting in what's real. Instead of being involved in this sla enslavement, making things that are unreal seem real. Yeah. This stuff will still seem real on, us on levels, but levels that are much more manageable than before. You know what I mean? I've, I've seen people crushed by one thought in a day that they took real. Yeah? Their whole life took a turn that day. Yeah. Just one thought. <laughs> Man. Of course, it wasn't the thought. It was the belief as being the thinker that gave it that oomph. Yeah, the thought is just a vehicle. Everything here is a vehicle to facilitate either freedom or bondage. That's what's going on. Yeah? The thinking can be seen as not, you're not the thinker, and that facilitates the remembrance of freedom. Or it can be seen as I'm the thinker, and that will facilitate the bondage. That's what happens. Yeah? You won't have to think about what you are. You'll constantly be seeing what you're not all day. And that's a pretty good remembrance of what you are. Yeah. All day. So, there you have it. Any questions? That's not enough.